1: Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> NFL news of the day. Panthers firing Frank Reich after 11 games. What now for Carolina? The Eagles' strategy to win games where they weren't their best, but then they turn it on late. It's the strategy. The Steelers' strategy to outgame their opponent. It's a new strategy. And Thanksgiving leftovers. Dallas hopes makes it to December. Would you eat turkey from the bottom of a bucket? That's been in there for three hours. Aging Dr. Manella. Dr. Sal Manella. He's an extra on the soprano, Sal Manella. Were there booze for the Eagles going into and out of halftime? Down 10 in a 9-1 season? Possibly. If there were, call it motivation. Turning the team around the horn in the second half. One of the great games of the weekend. Late drama. Philly needed a bomb of a kick to force overtime. And in overtime, Hurts untouched to walk off and run off the win. Philly 37, Buffalo 34. Bill's so close to a win they desperately wanted, but failure to close and fall to six and six. Bill, you're a Bill. Was this about Buffalo or was this about the Eagle? <laughs>
0: This was about the Buffalo defense that has been the problem with this team during their fall from grace this season. I know they fired the offensive coordinator, but look, they scored 34 points in a driving rainstorm against the Eagles in this game. And it was still not enough. Jordan Mailata, the Eagles left tackle, excellent left tackle, came out after the game and said, I can't believe the look. The Bills showed us on that final play where Jalen Hurts walked in untouched because of a mental mistake. This is a team that's had injuries. They lost Leslie Frazier this offseason, but they're supposed to be a veteran team that doesn't make mistakes. When you have guys making mistakes like that on the final play with three stars over 30 and Von Miller, Micah Hyde, and Jordan Poyer, this is a time for rebuild for Buffalo. That's on it. Defense. At 6-6, and, and six. The they're sign. still
1: within reach. They still have to believe that they can make the playoffs. You think it's, that's it. It's rebuild.
0: I, I think defensively, they have to rebuild. They have to start over on defense with a couple of pieces and start drafting and developing players on that side of the ball. Josh Allen can carry them, but we saw it. 30, if 34 is not enough to beat the Eagles, how are you going to be able to stop the best teams in football four games in a row come January and February?
1: They just played the best team in football to overtime on the road, Frank Isola. What do you see?
2: Yeah, and that's why the NFL should investigate how on earth did the Jets – Beat the Philadelphia Eagles, who have been trailing at (laughs) halftime their last four games. They figure out a way to come back and win, and that's the thing about Jalen Hurts. The numbers never seem to blow you away, but when he needs to deliver, he does. The go-ahead touchdown. Then he drives him. I get it. It was a 59-yard field. It was a great field goal. But then in overtime when they're trailing, he drives for the winning score. And Bill's 100% right. This is all about Buffalo's defense. Let's think about the games. Losing to Zach Wilson. They should have lost to Tyrod Taylor. How about they had the lead against Denver. Denver marches right down the field. Yesterday's another, another example of it.
1: Everyone focuses on Josh Allen, his turnovers. Yeah, it's a problem. That defense is the bigger another problem. The turnover for Allen yesterday, though. But you're right. They have not been the same since they lost Matt Milano earlier in the year. Israel Gutierrez, take away from Eagles over the Bills.
3: Well, the Eagles definitely have an identity, clearly. They know how to win, and they have the leader in the MVP race in Jalen Hurts. Okay, he, when it's a close game, probably have more confidence in him than maybe any other quarterback in the league right now. But this was definitely a show of what the Bills aren't right now. And they are We've been talking about them all season in terms of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Starting the season was eight, is there a problem between those two? That might be, that duo, might be the only good thing they've got right now. If you look at everything else, Bill mentioned the defense. It's not just the defense. They've got a coaching problem. Sean McDermott, not very good at overtime games, one and six. Sean McDermott calling timeouts during the Eagles' last drive only to take knees uh, with 20 yeah, seconds that? left doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. They seem to have a special teams problem. They don't make field goals. They didn't do it yesterday on a couple of occasions. And so you look at that and you say, Josh Allen is the only thing they got going for them. He could fling it down the field and, hey, maybe if Gabe turns the right way, we might win this thing. It's really just sort of luck and, and exactly what Josh Allen offers you. is a gunslinger mentality. That's basically the best chance they got. He plays a perfect game. They blow out the Miami Dolphins. He's not perfect. All these other factors
4: could come into play, and they're basically a 500 team.
1: And Harry Lowell Jr.?
4: Tony, this game for me changed the lens through which I see the Philadelphia Eagles. Myself and a bunch of other folks in sports media have been saying that this is a team we still have not seen their best game yet. And I'm sure maybe that is true. However, at this point, I think we have to see that this is a team that is really, really good, could compete with anybody, even if they're going at 50 to 75% of what we believe to be their full speed, and they find ways to win football games. And I know this because one of the best players in that franchise's history and a future Hall of Famer, Jason Kelsey, committed two false starts and four plays to put them in a position where they had to make a 59-yard field goal in the pouring rain, and they still knocked it down. And at that point, you knew they were going to win the football game because the fact that they even got there meant that they were going to finish that out because they can't even beat themselves. So this, for me, changed the way I viewed the Philadelphia Eagles on top of, again, all the problems that everybody just mentioned. With Bill, I'll give you a last word after the horn.
0: The Bills kneeled on the ball at the end of regulation when, if any team should know, you only need 13 seconds to march downfield right. yeah. and get in position for a field goal. It is the Buffalo Bills who had the Kansas City Chiefs do that to them in the AFC Divisional Round two years ago. Poor, Infuriating.
1: Dropped, afraid of a turnover. An NFL record was extended yesterday. Anybody know what it was? It was by Jalen Hurts. 14 consecutive wins against opponents with a winning record. That is in NFL history. No one's ever done that. Yeah. That's the run that Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are on right now. We'll move on. NFL news of the day. Carolina Panthers firing coach Frank Reich, dropping like an anvil today as the Panthers are 1-10. Reich doesn't even get a full season. Bryce Young's struggling rookie campaign, you know, is part of this. It's all compounded by the fact they have no first-round pick next year because they used it to get Young at one last year. It's a cluster of fluffs. Ahead for Carolina, as owner David Tepper might suggest there as well in his quote. Frank, you're a Frank. How does firing Reich after 11 games come off to you, and what now for the Panthers and Young?
2: Yeah, David Tepper leaves the locker room a lot shaking his head. That's why he's about to hire his seventh coach since he bought the team in 2018. This is not the recipe for success to constantly do this. When you look at Bryce Young, we have no idea if he's the guy. He's still only 5'10". He's only just about 200 pounds soaking wet. It could he eventually become a quality quarterback? When you look at the way C.J. Stroud is played, it reflects poorly on the organization. To me, it looks like they're blaming Frank Reich. And Scott Fowler, the great columnist down of the Charlotte Observer, said it perfectly. He fires everyone except for the person in
0: charge of the chaos, and that's David Tepper. Bill Barnwell. I think there's real concerns here. I mean, Frank Reich was not doing well. He would given a play calling to Thomas Brown and then took it back a few weeks later. There was definitely uh, – there weren't solutions there on the offensive side of the ball. But, uh, again, if you're a coach who has any sort of options this offseason, why would you take this job? David Tepper has fired three coaches in season in his six years as owner. The, he, they've gone through multiple bad first, second-round picks. The roster is bereft of talent right now. You don't know what you have in Bryce Young, and you don't have a first-round pick next year because of the trade. So. Uh, Unless you're a coach who has no other options and your only choice is Carolina or Bust, you're going to choose pretty much any other situation in football over the opportunity with the Carolina Panthers. So I understand firing Frank Reich, but I just don't know that they're going to get a better guy next time around than what they had because they've made this job such an undesirable situation.
4: Yeah, Tony, I felt like this one was doomed from the start. And the, the point where I saw it going wrong was the draft process because you heard those reports of the difference in where David Tepper and Frank Reich stood on the quarterback situation. And to me, that is where you kind of saw this all going wrong. We all know Frank Reich likes a bigger quarterback, Bryce Young, not just short, but also a smaller frame, which you know, I think a lot of us who watched him in college believe him to be talented and, and have a, such a high IQ, high IQ, excuse me, that he could play beyond that. But when you see everything that is out there, and Frank mentioned that he has been the type of owner, David Tepper, that is, to just get rid of somebody when things are not working, there's not really a process here. And so if you are a Carolina Panthers fan, yes, you could say getting rid of Frank Reich works. Your team is 30th in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. And that is not good. However, it does certainly appear that you currently have an owner who wants to just immediately try to make things happen. And that is absolutely not how this works. And for you long term, David Tepper is more of the problem than Frank Reich was. And yeah, I think it's pretty clear what Harry's saying is true when you consider that Frank Reich's
3: primary job of this season was to make sure Bryce Young gets the best opportunity to be the best possible player in his first year. I don't think there's anybody in the league that says Frank Reich is doing a bad job with Bryce Young. They're saying Bryce Young doesn't look like an NFL quarterback, whether that's size, whether that's ability, not sure. It seems like they made a mistake with that number one overall pick, and David Pe- Peck uh, Tepper, the person who seemingly wanted Bryce Young, is trying to scramble to make sure that his choice for that number one overall pick look at like
1: numbers, though. It. Is it Bryce Young? Is it that the offensive line is giving him less time and putting, on him, putting him on his back at a rate that would be a record rate in the history of football over the last 20 years? Nobody's on their back like Bryce Young's been.
3: Go ahead, Israel. Well, we've seen that from Joe Burrow. We've seen that from other quarterbacks who have had that terrible offensive um, line DeVito. that have still recovered. I don't think you're seeing what you need to see from Bryce Young. just yet.
1: 300 win percentage Carolina has over the last five years, the lowest in all sports for a franchise. It's Frank Reich's fault, that's why. We'll move on, one more story. Steelers 16, Bengals 10, the streak is over! It's over! For the first time all year, Pittsburgh outgaining an opponent and winning the week they changed their offensive coordinator. Izzy, is that change you can believe
5: in?
3: Yes, I think it's change you can believe in because all you need was a little bit of change. They had 6 plays of over 20 yards. That's not a ton, but that's a good amount for this team. On first down is really where they got it done though. 6.9 yards per play on first down. They're most in 3 years. You can work with that no matter how timid, no matter how conservative your offense is. You're starting in a great spot.
2: You know, on a show where we keep score, you guys kill me. It's about scoring. I don't care how many yards they sc- They had 16 <laughs> points in the game, and if they had played a team with a better offense, chances
0: are they would have lost the game. Big so you're deal, not believing it got- after they one game? About-
1: Bill Barnwell, you? No way.
3: The Steelers. No way.
0: This was like a video game where you unlock part of the map that wasn't accessible to you before. Kenny Pickett had one completion over the middle of the field last week. This week, nine. Mm-hmm. A season high for him. Over 130 yards passing. The great offense offenses all attacked the middle of the field. Steelers can now join them in Harry that. Larry
4: Lyle's game. last word on the Steelers. Outdating but an opponent. Me, you just wanted to see a little bit of progress with them. Which, again, to use a basketball term, they needed to see the ball go through the basket. A quarterback that has been struggling in Kenny Pickett, when we look at these young quarterbacks, you want them to have their safety blanket. Their safety blanket. Think it is the tight ends prior to this game they had been averaging four attempts to them they had Unlock fire unlocked prior moves unlocked moves.
1: seven and four right in the thick of it in the wild card fire still there yeah. i have 16 how come i'm not winning <laughs>
5: around the horn is presented by bullet frontier whiskey please drink responsibly part of happy hour Must be 21-plus plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport, brought to you by Chase.
1: All right, we've got too long into the show without saying fourth and 31. <laughs> Just when Michigan's win over Ohio State looked like it was the win of the year and Harbaugh would have the last laugh, yada, yada. Auburn, Alabama... Turned into Auburn-Alabama Iron Bowl, but also something you just could not believe. Fourth and 31. Fourth and 31. From every angle, fourth and 31. Harry, what was this? And what does it do for the rest of the season that Alabama's still in it?
4: Gosh, it helps create the chaos, and we should all be rooting for it. But this was an Iron Bowl that, mind you, this happened 10 years after the kick six. So for Alabama to go in here and accomplish this on that sort of timeline, it was just perfect. And plus, this puts a great bow on their season. I think it's easy to forget not just that they lost to Texas, but that USF game, right? Like, we really thought Alabama was in trouble. And to finally get to this point, I think it's perfect. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. But maybe they're not into just putting bows after this game. There's still more ahead. How about Israel Gutierrez here on how Alabama pulled this off?
3: You also have to remember the way they got there, just the muff punt by Auburn, and then and you gotta get to fourth and 31 somehow, right? Going backward and when they look, when they were on the seven yard line there, and then to have just the perfect throw from Milrow, perfect timing, and I don't know if it's me, but he plays bigger than his 6-2 frame, and it feels like crazy to think that they had a quarterback controversy earlier in the year because you go into next season and he might be a favorite for that Heisman that he was yelling about after that
1: game. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Frank, for 4th and 31 to work, is that the offense got it done or the defense blew it? You have to be able to defend that better. By
2: the way, how about rushing just two guys, plays right into his <laughs> hands. The play before that, Jalen Monroe, he crosses the line of scrimmage, and I'm thinking, here's a football term. Where's his eye discipline? The guy has no idea where he's on the field. Guess what? The very next play, my man knew exactly where he was <laughs>
1: yeah, on the field. That is your that man. That was a sure tremendous is. play. Uh, and Bill Barnwell.
0: This wasn't about just one play for the Auburn defense to blow it here. They had him third and 20 on the prior series. A fourth and one, that would have ended the game. And then that fourth and goal from the 31 yard line. And they rush two, they have a quarterback spy inexplicably. Leave a one-on-one, Alabama took advantage. Just a cavalcade of failures from the Auburn defense. That Iron Bowl didn't go crazy. That Iron Bowl went Iron Bowl.
1: All right, Harry Lows Jr., you were in Ann Arbor. Let's go around that horn for Michigan. Can Harbaugh laugh at this? Can Michigan feel like they conquered what was thrown at them or what they threw at themselves? How this game was won?
4: I mean, they're certainly going to feel that way. The fact that they're calling themselves America's team, which I certainly would not go that far, and I think that's ridiculous. But. To do this in this game, the game that is going to have – I mean, when moving forward, because of the 12-team playoff, this game is never going to have these stakes and these circumstances under which we saw this past Saturday. And for Michigan to be able to pull that out, I think, is absolutely monumental. Even when Zach Zinter went down and it looked like Ohio State might have a window there, they scored on the very next play. That, to me, was a statement drive, a drive in which they did not even face a third down on.
2: Frank Isola. And how about you? Know, they lose the game and everyone's saying that Ryan Day should be out. They had the ball with a chance to maybe win the game and inter- there was an interception. They needed they needed Michigan to have 10 men on the field like Notre Dame had when they beat them on the road. But Ryan Day and Ohio State, they have nothing to be ashamed of. They played a great game. One mistake at the They're
0: end. Bill I look at Sharon Moore, who, by the way, went 3-0 and with Jim Harbaugh out this year, overcame Zach Center's injury. He's the offensive line coach there he did an impressive job beating two top 10 ranked opponents during this stretch so i know jim harbaugh was not sipping my ties on an island i know he was close to the program during this but give more credit he's going to be a head coaching (laughs) candidate when harbaugh does eventually leave Michigan.
3: Yeah, when Zinter went down and there was that emotional moment and the whole stadium is just quiet, and then the, when they come back, score on the next play, you just kind of felt it. Not just was this their game, but it kind of feels like a lot of momentum for Michigan's season. They already have so many reasons to sort of be the, the underdog and nobody believes in us and everything else because of the Jim Harbaugh situation. Now with this sort of feel-good win, the third in a row against Ohio State, feels like it's a All right, a so this was a feel-good was win. Like they are allowed to
1: crow. They are allowed to laugh, to get the last laugh. Uh, Frank just mentioned it. Harry, four words that don't compute for anybody outside of the state of Ohio. But for Ohio State, Ryan Day hot seat.
4: Look, man, college football fans are the most unreasonable people in America, which is a part <laughs> of what makes the sport great. Ryan Day could cure world hunger tomorrow. And the fact that he has lost to Michigan now three years in a row is not going to be good enough for people in Columbus. You saw it happen with John Cooper, albeit his record was two ten and one Against Michigan, He got 13 but games versus the Michigan. sport. Yeah, <laughs> you know he
1: can't possibly be on the hot seat, Harry. All of his losses are I, to top look, five teams. Oh, he loses. The, but they're top five teams. I, mean,
4: I would not fire him, but the people in Columbus, you can't, you can't tell them nothing, man. I'm gonna fire in a good way. Is He gained 500 yards? Frank up. Isola, you're on Post fire, but you're going the wrong fire way. There you go.
1: Harry Lyles, Jr. Bill Barnwell, that's our showdown. Yeah.
5: It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Around the Horn is presented by Bullet Frontier Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour.
1: Harry Lyle, still born. Well, good luck in showdown. Thanksgiving leftovers by the way if you're having them right now you're in trouble that <laughs> side if you're in traffic you'll be home by now if you're eating leftovers you'll be in the bathroom by PTI so the Cowboys you know about what they did at Deron blends NFL record pick six is amazing surprising loss for the Lions though at home and then in the late night game, San Fran go to Seattle getting the W what do you take away from the Thanksgiving table Harry Lyles
4: Tony, is the loss by the Lions all that surprising? Or do they respect tradition because they're 37-44-2 on Thanksgiving? And even though they've been great this season, they had to give you guys something that you knew you were going to get on Thanksgiving, a tough Lions game. Bill Barnwell.
0: It's the Seahawks' offense. Three touchdowns in their last four games on offense. They got the Cowboys, the 49ers, and the Eagles coming up. Felt like they were a playoff block. They might be out of the race altogether after these next three games. Get back in the kitchen. They're
1: both losing a point. It's the Cowboys. You mentioned Seattle's offense, Bill. Deron Bland has more pick sixes than Seattle's offense has touchdowns in the last month. There we go. We'll move on. I've been waiting all weekend for this showdown now. Showdown 2, a showdown of colossal proportions, even by New York Jets standards. In one corner, you have the fail Mary pick 6. You saw Black Friday. And in the other corner, of course, you have the butt fumble. This is a dream nightmare matchup, Bill. Which is more Jets?
0: The fail Mary. The butt fumble happened too quickly. With the fail Mary, you got to see it happening 30 yards in and see an entire stadium think about how quickly they could get
4: to their cars and drive home to beat parking. (laughs) <laughs> nah, Bill, it is absolutely the butt fumble because everything including this fail Mary Pick Six is a vehicle for which to us to talk about. the butt it. fumble it comes back because you're absolutely butt fumble, right. Baby. That's a
1: great form of measurement, Harry Lyles. 30 seconds of FaceTime.
4: Heisman voters, please, please, please do not get distracted by the Pac 12 championship game this weekend. I know we want to have this phrase as Bo Nix versus Michael Penix Jr. for the Heisman trophy, and that sounds good. And both of those dudes are very deserving of the trophy. However, they are not more deserving than Jaden Daniels, who has put on a season that we have not seen since Kyler Murray. Only the second player with 40 passing touchdowns, 10 rushing, and 1,000 rushing on the ground. Give Jaden Daniels the Heisman trophy. Put his stats up at LSU. Next to Joe Burrow.